I'm very direct. I've been saying that over and over. Like, I'm just like to the point. If I if I liked you, it's because I want to go out with you. I'm like one, two messages. Here's my number. Let's go out. And some women on there want to have a pen pal or something. I, I don't know. They <laughs> go for days texting your backstory. I'm like, are we going out or not? <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to this very special episode of Feelings, State of Mind. We'll just get right into this episode since it's going to be a little bit longer than normal. Something that I'm grateful for is that Laura teaches yoga at a climbing gym. And I got to go to the climbing gym early today. Well, not only do I get to take her class, which... Laura, if you're listening to this, let me know. You're an amazing yoga teacher. You are also an amazing person. You are so funny to be around. I just love being around your energy, and I'm so grateful that I get to take your yoga class, but also that I get to go climb for fun. I am so afraid of heights, and I the last time I climbed was for a high school team bonding event and I remember being really scared at the top and not really wanting to do whatever again and I'm just in a phase of well not a phase but in my life I've realized that fears are important to be conquered because fears are actually all in your head and things aren't actually as scary as we think they are and most of it is us worrying before it actually happens. So anyways, I got this opportunity to climb and I needed to go for it. I just knew I needed to go for it and I went for it and I went on like pretty easy climbs today but it was so much fun and I actually made myself proud, yes, but also I was very pleasantly surprised because I actually was not bad. I was actually like going pretty fast. I was pleased with myself. And then we went bouldering and I didn't think that I was going to get to the top for sure. But I was just down, you know, along for the ride, vibing out, flow, not force. You know what I'm saying? And I made it to the top. So anyways, (laughs) I'm just pleased with myself. I'm surprising myself these days and I don't know, I'm just like going through my life more now and I'm like, who is she? Like I feel the confidence and the empowered woman coming out, which we love for me. We love that. So that's something that I'm grateful for that I get to climb and that I get to be around Laura. How I'm feeling right this instant. I just got like a lot of energy after sharing this thing that I'm grateful for and I'm only going to share one because we have three guests for today's episode so you're going to be hearing a lot of things that people are grateful for so I won't bore you with my gratitude (laughs) Um, but how I'm feeling right this instant is excited Kind of nervous, for sure, because this episode, which is actually going to be recorded tomorrow, but I have a really tight day tomorrow and a tight schedule with the three guests, so 
I'm recording this intro so we can save time because I'm smart and efficient. <laughs> but I'm feeling excited because this is such a big episode. It's going to be called the happy hour edition. I thought that was such a good play on feelings, state of mind, happy hour. I'm going to have some snacks, some cheese crackers, and some drinks if they want it. And it'll just be a fun vibe. You'll meet all of the three guests one by one. I live in a small little cute studio apartment, so I think I'm just going to take them in one in the restroom and we'll record there. And then the other two guys can mingle and snack with each other, which I think will be super cute. I'll play music for them. They can bond. And then we'll get to know the guest in the bathroom and we'll do a rapid fire weekly segment. And then we'll continue on with the episode of Does He Want a Relationship with Me? This episode is inspired by... I'm like getting off track. Should I finish the weekly segment first? Um, yeah, we'll finish the weekly segment first. So anyways, I'm just like really excited. <laughs> Something that I'm into right now is the Joe Dispenza meditations. Oh my gosh, I I don't know what it is about him, but his meditations are so good. If you're really new to meditating, I would say start with one or two minutes first. I know it's a challenge to sit with yourself, especially for a long time. That's why I recorded a five-minute meditation for the first one, just because it's quick, it's easy. It's way easier to find five minutes out of your day than 20 or 30. And so, yeah, let me know if you liked it, by the way. Let me know if you want more. Along with any of the other episodes or all the episodes that I'm doing, give me the feedback. I want to improve. I want to do better. I want to create episodes that are relevant to you and something that you would want to listen to. And so I really value your feedback. So let me know. Good, bad, all the things. But anyway, I'm super into his meditations. They are a little bit longer, so they're about like 30 minutes to an hour, but they are so good. I've just been getting tired a lot through my days, or I want breaks from doing work, whether it's like work work or personal growth or career work and sometimes I just need a break and a nap. I don't really want to take like a full-on nap so I'll do a 30-minute meditation which is the same time as a power nap but I actually it's weird because with other meditations I'll get epiphanies and stuff but from the Joe Dispenza meditation I come out of it and I just feel like I'm in a more elevated state. Like I actually feel like I have up-leveled energetically and I I just feel elevated. I don't know how else to describe it, but I feel great and I love it. It's definitely a commitment because it's normally around 30 minutes, but it feels really good. And I had a really interesting experience yesterday actually because I did one and then I I realized I like woke up out of it and I had kind of like insecure thoughts 
I was like feeling insecure about like the podcast and just like my future of like my career and stuff like that. And it was really weird because I normally feel really good coming out of it. But it was a practice opportunity for me to talk to myself positively and get myself out of those thoughts essentially. I was talking to my cousin and I was just sharing how I felt with him and He's like, nah, like that's not true. And then I went on TikTok and it was so wild because this brand that I really liked followed me back. And I don't know, it was cool because I'm in the works of a partnership with them. And that just validated reassurance for me that everything is fine and these thoughts are false. They're narratives in my head. And it was an opportunity for me to reassure myself. So, Jodas Bunza Meditations. Highly, highly, highly recommend. All right, back to what we were talking about. I was inspired to create this episode. This has been so long coming. I have had this idea for months months. I had this idea when we were doing the self-love snack bar and it was just like I it was I needed to find guests for each specific role and it just it took a while. People have fell through but the day has come. This is exactly how it was meant to be and I'm I'm just so stoked. So anyways this episode is inspired by a friend who was in a situationship and she was super interested in this guy. She was like head over heels over this guy and then he ended things. They never got into a relationship, but she felt blindsided when this guy ended things with her. She was shocked and felt led on. As a friend, I felt like I saw signs that he did not want a relationship with her. Even a relationship in general at the time. But I know that like, even if a person says that they don't want a relationship at a certain time, like if they find the right person, I don't think they would let them go. But anyways, that's just like a personal thought. But anyways, I the point is, is that I thought there were signs that he didn't want a relationship. So this inspired me to do an episode with somebody who doesn't want a relationship and then somebody on the other opposite end of the spectrum, somebody who does want a relationship. And I got a middle person, which is just like even more spice and flavor and information and data research as Kendall's mom calls dating market research, which I love. Kendall, I love you. I am reaching out to you to come onto the podcast. I know it's been a long time coming. Y'all, I like procrastinate with like, I get ideas and I get super excited about ideas, but it just takes me a while to like let it come into fruition. I feel like it kind of just needs to like brew inside of me for a little bit. But anyways, Kendall, be on the lookout for that. I digress. <laughs> I'm just, I am just like keep, I keep like digressing. Okay. Anyways, back to the su- focus. <laughs> um, Somebody who doesn't want a relationship. And then I got a third person, somebody who's in the middle. And as I introduce you to him, you will understand this middle person. 
I am going to ask each of them the same question. I will have them think about their answer and empower them to stick with their answer. Of course, this is an honor system, but I will have them stick to their answer and let's see where their answers are the same, where they differ, you know, what type of information we can convey from somebody who doesn't want a relationship at the current moment versus somebody who does. All right, stay tuned, lovers. I'm very excited. I hope you are too. Oh, I also just want to put this disclaimer out there that these are all individual opinions. And just because guy number one who doesn't want a relationship has his opinions and whatnot, that does not mean that he accounts for every single person in the world who also doesn't want a relationship. And same for guy number three who wants a relationship like everybody who wants a relationship is not going to feel like the exact same way with all of his answers so I just want to put that out there like I know that these are very individual people and yeah I don't know if you like this episode I can find other people who are in those categories and Maybe ask them the same questions and see how their answers are the same or different. But I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Guy number one, welcome to Feelings State of Mind. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Are you honored to be here? I am an honored guest. I'm honored to be guy number one. Sitting on my toilet. Sitting on the toilet, intimate. It's an intimate setting. It's a plant, so. Exactly. So we're safe. It's always safe with nature. All right. Well, first, let's just get right into it. What is your relationship status? Currently, I'm single. Are you looking for a relationship? I am not exclusively looking for a relationship. I am dating, but not dying for a relationship. I, and I feel like it's an interesting space to be because I think a lot of people dating are like either dating just to hook up or like dating specifically for a relationship. Um, and my dating journey has been like a roller coaster. There's been months without dates and then I'm like, all right, maybe I should get out there again and, like, just go on one just to remember the feelings and not be a hermit in my apartment. Um, But, yeah. Okay. So you, like, go on dates to, like, still stay in the game. Stay in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and see what's out there. But you're not, like, fully looking for a relationship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's something that you're grateful for? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> um i'd say i'm grateful for i don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll give some gratitude to myself i'm grateful for my sense of humor i think that i carry it in um a lot of situations and sometimes my humor is a defense mechanism but other times it's a way to like let people's guard down and just like get comfortable in the space that i'm at and if i can connect with someone comedically just small little jokes here and there, I feel like, all right, we're, like, creating a 
space for us to exist a relationship yeah yeah I love that I also my cousins always like making jokes and stuff like that and he always like makes me feel better and I just feel like yeah when people make jokes especially if we like first meet them I automatically feel more connected yeah it just I feel like brings down the barrier to connect it's like Mm -hmm. okay we're laughing like Mm -hmm. we can continue conversation yeah love Okay, how are you feeling right this instant? (laughs) I'm a little nervous. Um, I was FaceTiming some friends walking over here today, and I said, I'm having my podcast debut today. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm feeling a little nervous just knowing that my answers are being documented. (laughs) You're being recorded. (laughs) Yes. Well, you're gonna do great. I know you're you're just, I've known you. Y'all, guy number one, (laughs) I go way back. We've known each other since middle school. Since middle school. Yeah. So I know you're a great person. You'll you'll do great. Thanks. What's something that you're into right now? It's a good question. I think recently, mm-hmm. lots of shrooms. Ooh, um, like so, psychedelics? Yeah, or? psychedelics. <laughs> just microdosing. Nothing crazy. Oh, on the daily or what? Um, no, so when I, I was at Coachella, mm-hmm. and then I was in Joshua Tree the following weekend, and I feel like those, the desert, the people that I'm with, the drug, all just brought joy to me, and I'm yeah. trying to ride that wave amongst, I know we were talking about it earlier, but like the chaos that this month has been. Mm. Um, so... I'm trying to like pull from that and remember that everything isn't so serious. Every like things can be funny, things can mean nothing, and they can just be coming and going. Um, so yeah. I feel like that's such a big lesson, especially in adulthood, because it can be so serious and heavy, like especially everything. with work and like built. Like I just feel like there's so much to do like all the time that I forget that life can be light and it can just right. be fun. Yeah. Um. Every time I've microdosed, I felt like really good vibes too. So that's cool. And. I feel in my body too. Like I think there's an element where I feel looser physically, I and feel so more there's present. yeah. So like stretching and just like being like and hugging like it's so it's just a nice feeling. And I'm not there all the time in that mental like headspace. Yeah. But remembering that I have access to it whenever I want, it's it's kind of refreshing when I'm like God. This week has been hell, um, mm-hmm. just because of how busy it is, work-wise, just commitments-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Love. Definitely grateful for the great moments. Yeah. Yay. Okay, thank you. We will see you again Okay, soon. cool. Okay. Thanks. All right, hello. Guy number two. That's how me. How's it How's it do? <laughs> That's not the right. It's do great. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's get right into it. What is something that you're grateful for? I am grateful for living in San Francisco because it's a beautiful city. It's nice and close to get everywhere. It was like 15 minutes to get here, even though we're in quite different parts of the city. True. There's great food. Good music scene, good weather, good mountains. weather. Yeah. Today was good weather. Well, you're from OC. That's true. I went to college in LA, and while I loved it, I got bored by all the sunshine all the time. I have you to be like honest. variety. Yeah, it's like when the sun comes out, you appreciate it, but it's not as bad as like you know Boston, where it's like the sun comes out and every single person is out, even though it's 45 degrees still. That's true. That's true. I do appreciate that when the sun is out, I do appreciate it more. That's true. We also get the 
the clear skies because we actually have precipitation in LA sometimes it would be like okay it's been 40 days and it hasn't rained and I can hardly see a yeah, mile through the sky because of the pollution mm-hmm. that's fair I grew up in Orange County so it was like less polluted than LA mm. I personally don't love LA <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion but so I get it also by the way I was looking at her Bellini Beats by Tara looks beautiful I had to represent along with your watch Great watch. Wonderful. We love the city of San Francisco. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that I got to meet really cool people like you. Exactly. So I love that. Do you feel like you're actually going to like live here forever? Or do you see yourself going somewhere else? Well, I'm moving to Switzerland. That's true. In January. But that's like a temp thing. That'll be for just a few years. I see myself being here long term. I was lucky enough to grow up here in Berkeley and Oakland. Yeah. And I think that I'll probably return to the East Bay once it's settled down family time. But while I'm still having fun and going out, Mm -hmm. I'll be in the city. City boy. How are you feeling right this instant? Um, I'm feeling very happy to be here on the pod finally because we've been talking about it for a while. Yes. And we made it all work out and Finally. going to Lightning in a Bottle this weekend. So I'm very excited for that. And so this is like the last like real world thing that I'm doing before fully getting in the mode for that. Before he becomes a dirty, trippy, hippie boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always there underneath. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, what's something that you're into right now? <sighs> something that I am into is... Um, well, my quarantine hobby that I picked up was learning how to DJ. Which is so surprising because you're so good at it. Well, thank you. I always, you know, had some rhythm and so much of DJing is just like song selection. And so I think that I kind of had that for a while. Mm -hmm. So once you kind of learn some tips and tricks and stuff, you can, you can spin something up that, uh, that is working. So yeah, my camp at LIB is going to have like a full setup with like DJ equipment it's with some buddies who like actually like are in the scene here i do it as have you done that before for like did a setup at a festival no i've never been a part of one at a festival i do a bunch of renegades myself like i learned i don't even know what that means a renegade is like a party that happens like out in nature somewhere and so it's like we bring out batteries other people do with a generator okay and so you set everything up and then like you clean up at the end of the party and leave no trace and so my friends and I a lot of whom met up in Yosemite we would throw like these like parties in the forest out there so that's kind of where I learned how to DJ and practice it and I was the only one who knew how to do it so I'd be playing for like eight hours straight (laughs) so that's that's where I got like a show must go on (laughs) okay so you're gonna do that at lib yeah, just for fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. The after party. Exactly. People are going to be roaming around. I know. Make new friends. They would be very lucky to stop by your tent. It's always my favorite What's... to connect with people over music. Last and final question. Describe your relationship status. I am polyamorous in a committed long-term relationship with my partner of 10 years. Congratulations, the last time. Yes, we started exploring this really in earnest like a year and a half ago with actually like pursuing other partners outside that we would see on our own. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, kind of 
we, we set up a bunch of rules initially of like yeah. things that we would do and wouldn't do and kind mm-hmm. of one by one we were like actually I think I want to do that let's have a yeah. conversation about it so we stripped away most of the rules so pretty much it's like <laughs> anything goes right now just communicate about it lots pretty of communication much. huge amount of trust which is what allowed us to get here but uh it's been super positive I've had a bunch of amazing experiences got to connect with a lot of people who I wouldn't have otherwise and I've had an amazing time with it and also have strengthened my bond with my partner yeah. by, by, by us both doing this and kind of, you know, we learn new things and we are just in a good mood and if we're in a bad mood, then the other person's there to comfort them. So it's really kind of like a win-win, but it takes a lot of work. Win-win-win. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you have to have a really solid, strong foundation of a relationship in order to make polyamory work. Yes, I would say so. I would, you know, I mean, to each their own. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the thing where it's like, it's not for everyone. So I'm not going to like try to convince everybody to get into it. Yeah. But um, it works. It works for me in my situation. And if I were in a different situation, I'd have to reassess. Would you? Okay, because obviously you have your partner of 10 years, very strong, solid relationship. Would you, if you met another person and you really liked them and connected with them, like have a second relationship? Or are these other relationships more so exploring and... Totally. No, I mean, that's like the beauty of like it being kind of like open to what the universe throws our way and whether we connect with other people or not. So, you know, I've had things last for multiple months and I'm definitely open to it lasting longer if that, if that works out. Um, my partner is currently like in a pretty serious (laughs) secondary relationship right now and they hang out all the time and it's been going on for a number of months and uh, she actually celebrated like a one year anniversary <laughs> recently with another partner. So, um, you know, kind of kind of whatever happens and hey, it makes her happy. So it makes me happy. Perfect. I love that. I do honestly really love and appreciate that because it I think that is such a how do I describe it? Just inspiring and admirable trait to be really like happy for somebody else that is experiencing a relationship when you're having a relationship with them, you know? Like I just I Totally. Like it took a lot of growth. It took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm someone who in the past few years like I've come to like really cherish and value those opportunities to work and grow. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, harder in the short term, it's it's like anything else. You practice, you learn new things, and it'll benefit you in other ways in your life. So, like, I, like, would say, like, I used to be pretty jealous, and that was something that it was, like, we recognized, we talked about, and, you know, she gave me the space to, like, actually change rather than doing, like, a short-term fix, and... You know, like jealousy can factor into like other places in life, not just a relationship. Yeah. So my work in this area has kind of helped out with with a lot of other things in life. Wow. Love it. Thank you so much. Guy number two. That's me. All right. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Guy number three. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for asking. What's something that you're grateful for? I'm grateful for so many things. Well, it's hard. Uh, but you're such a I'd grateful say, guy. I am. But you really are. I'd say primarily my health and my family and friends, my relationships. Oh, just one thing. <laughs> Let's go with health. Okay. Okay. Love it. 
Um, how are you feeling right this instant? Really good and energized. Ooh. I've never done something like this before, so You're I'm excited. excited to be here. Yeah. Love it. Excited to share about yourself. Absolutely. I'm an open book. What's something that you're into right now? Uh, graphic novels. Oh. I've been, I went to the library and uh, picked up a few graphic novels. It's kind of like uh, therapeutic for me. It's also inspirational. Like one day I want to write and draw uh, a graphic Ooh. novel. That's the same thing as a comic book, right? Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> yes, but, right? it's a fancier way of, yeah. It's like a, a more eloquent Sure. Way. Yeah. Right? They're exactly the same, or are they different? Pretty okay. much, yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Do you have any favorites? I just read an interesting one yesterday. It's called Unfinished Business. Um, should I tell you what it was about? Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. It's <laughs> a, a priest, a rabbi, and then uh, a South African priest walk into a room. They don't know how they got there. But then they slowly figure out that this is like the waiting room to heaven, in a way, and that they have this mission or some reason why that they're not allowed into heaven yet. They're in the stuck in between. Um. And they have to go back to the real world, back to their bodies, back to certain situations, like wrongs in their life or things, big moments that they then have to go back and revisit and then eventually find their way back. They have to write They have their unfinished wrong. business. They have to... <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay, so what do you like about graphic novels? Uh, I think the creativity of it and also the visual aspect too. I mean, when you read a book, you can make your own movie in your own head, but it's also kind of cool to have the illustrations right along with it in kind of like storyboard form. Yeah. yeah, it like encompasses writing, but also art yeah. and storytelling and dialogue. For sure. It keeps me a little more entertained than just a writing old Boring book. old book yeah. with just words. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, what is your relationship status right now? I'd say I'm dating. Okay. Yeah, Are you... single, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah, single and yeah. dating. Are you looking for a relationship? Yes, in, in, in life, yes. I want to find my partner and my teammate and soulmate, all, all those things. Like a life partner? Yeah. Teammate, soulmate, okay. Absolutely. That's like a life partner. Perfect. That's all I needed to know. Okay. All right, see you back out there. Okay. First question. First date, what are you planning and how much effort are you putting into it? Guy number one. <laughs> Not planning that much. I feel like drinks, dinner, sometimes hang out at the park, but nothing too planned out. Um, yeah. Just see how it goes. Yeah, I feel like it's just a, a trial run and then based off of like how the first one goes, then you can figure out like if there's a lot of effort that would be needed or not. And that meaning, like, more effort, like, if you like them. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Wonderful. Guy number two. Yeah, I mean, I find that for the first date, it's, like, really important to, like, get comfortable with the other person and, like, establish the rapport. So, like, being somewhere where you can, like, talk and it's, like, not too loud and, like, focus on the conversation that first time to, like, see if you actually vibe and just, like, actually, like, get comfortable in that way that you can't if you're doing something that's maybe more activity-based or, like, out in public or something like that. I mean, like, you're in public if you're at a restaurant or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. You know, so I'd I'd probably do, 
restaurant or bar or something, but like focus on making sure the first date is like more about connecting and talking than anything else. Restaurant as in like dinner? Sure. You're not nervous about the time frame. You know, I love food so much (laughs) that it's like, you know, we get out there and I'll enjoy the food even if I'm not enjoying the conversation. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But hopefully I'm enjoying both and hopefully the other person there is as well. True. Um, and then for effort, you know, gonna wanna be looking nice, you know, show up to. Yeah. Uh, you know. I know, I know. He guy number two has a date after this. Is this a first date? Second? No, like, this is. Uh, this is like five or six. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we're comfortable. Yeah. You know, the first time we um, we actually work at the same company. But like in different offices, and we still met. Did you, you meet know, at online. lunch? No, <laughs> but we were able to get lunch yeah. at the company. I went over to her building and, and had lunch there, and so that was like a nice and not too much time, uh, <laughs> not too much time required for that. So and then you know definitely put a lot of effort in by being attentive and present and stuff during the date. I think that's, yeah, that's the effort. That's important. yeah. Okay, guy number three. I think for me, it very much depends. Okay. I think it depends. One thing, like if it's an online date, you met on an app versus you met in real life. Because then if you met in real life, maybe how you met, where you met might like play into or something you learn about that person that in that first meeting plays into something you might want to plan for them, right? Mm-hmm. Show a little extra thought. Um, but if it's just an online date... Probably going to do what they said, you know, just drinks or dinner or meet up at a park. That's, like, actually my preferred, I think. Uh, like a, picnic or just... Yeah, yeah, meet up at a park. Meet like, up. It's a very, very San Francisco <laughs> thing to do, you know, if it's a nice day out, go to a park. I got the whole picnic set up. I got blankets, chairs. I bring my own snacks and some what? weed. What, first date? That, but that's still much lower cost and probably much lower effort than a fancy restaurant or a nice bar with $15 drinks. And I get to bring my own stuff. I like but that. I feel like bringing stuff is more effort than like just paying for something. I think it depends. Because if you're cooking or baking, that is one thing versus going to Trader Joe's and getting three snacks. Okay, and like I'm a usually just bringing wine. stuff I already have. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> whatever I can put together, you know. Uh, I always got snacks. So True. that's easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Guy number one, if you're not. And, well, guy number two, you're kind of, like, open to being in a relationship. But, guys, so more so guy number one, if you're not really, like, that interested in a serious relationship at the time, like, are you telling them up front that you're not really interested in No. I think that if I were to say something up front, that would kind of be, like, a red flag. Or, like, kind of like yeah. a turnoff from wanting to invest more time into me. Yeah. But... I think because I'm open to the idea of it, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm not looking for anything serious. Like, I'm not that type of person. But I think gradually I do, like, in the back of my mind, kind of, like, talk myself out. Like, sometimes it can feel like work, like, too much extra work that I'm putting in to, like, go on a second date or go on a third date when I'm like, am I really enjoying them or, or am I enjoying the idea of going on a date and yeah, just more the idea of it than actually the date itself. 
I see. And like the person yeah. itself. Yeah, because I think I've been in some situationships where one month turns into two, two turns into three. And I'm like, wait, but I don't really like them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you text like after the first date? Like, is it kind of like a rule after a date? I think that it's it's a good thing to do if you are interested. Yeah. So I don't like think of it as a rule, but I think of it as like, this is probably going to be a good thing to do if you're interested, but you also don't want to come off too eager. That's where it gets t- tricky because, you know, it's like you want to show interest, but you don't want to show too much interest. You're trying to play it cool. Yeah, but I usually just try to play it straight up. Are you trying to play it cool? Or straight up. I agree. You can't come off too eager. So I usually wait till the next day. Okay. I don't do it like that night. Because I always do try to leave the date with like a solid confirmation in my head of whether we're both feeling it or not. Mm. So I don't want to leave it up to mystery. I make it known like before leaving the first date. Like I want to see you again. I'm for, you know, what are you doing next week or whatever. I try to like almost lock something in then. But if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it, I'm just going to walk away and I'm not going to text them back. So if I do try and make a plan with them again, that I'll means. follow up the next day. Hey, I had a great time. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Next, whatever, next week. If you're not really interested, then you're not going to really say anything. They're not going to It's sad. That's the, the way it goes these days. I've been on both ends of that. You know, people ghost and just don't say anything. Uh, but if asked, if somebody like wants to see me again and I don't, then I would be transparent and say so you're not doing anyone any favors by pretending to be interested when you know you're not that's a good lesson to learn that's true i guess i have two questions because is it really a question of like is are you ever getting asked do you want to do this again because my thought like i guess my experience has been i've said it and like really meant it and been like very excited and i've said it like I'm open to, yeah, let's do this again. Like, casually, not truly meaning it. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. yeah what? you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And I've had girls say that they want to see you again and then don't. And then it doesn't happen. Uh, but I, And then I'll follow up. And like, Why didn't you just say that to my face? Like, yeah. if you weren't feeling it, like that, you, that was the opportunity. It is easier to just I, say, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then we'll yeah. go away. I'm like, but I... You know, through those experiences, you get a better read on That's fair. who's real about it and who's probably just, hey, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, say it again. Don't. But. Are you trying to hold a conversation over text, like, in the meantime, in between dates? What were you? You were nodding your head no, but did you change your mind? What? I'm confused. I thought you were going a different way with that, but in general, I... What do you think? I don't know, uh, but I, in general, I, like I'm not that big of a texter. Again, I'm like usually just texting direct, like about making a plan. Let so then I know we have something planned. And then especially if you're earlier on in dating, I don't think you know, you're at the level of sending good morning or good night or like those little texts that usually when you're dating, dating you get. But I don't know. It's generally just straightforward about making plans, and then I'm leave them to their day. I think maybe before you go on the first date, if it just naturally happens that you're like really intrigued with each other and it's like you just like want that connection and you haven't actually like met in person, like follow that. Yeah. Once you meet up with somebody in person, it's like, hey, if we want to connect more, let's just do this again sooner rather than later. Meet up. Yeah. I've been in a couple long distance relationships 
my like high school sweetheart we graduated and then went to schools on opposite side of the country and we decided to keep dating and made time to talk to each other for like an hour every night like on and, the phone yeah or like okay. on like like 2011 facetime when it was but like you're not bugging like out all the time texting back and forth during uh, the day i mean no it was more that and honestly huge lesson for me to not do that because okay. it made us resent each other because we were just like, okay, we have to like have this FaceTime call. Yeah. So when I was dating my current partner back, we were long distance for like six or seven of the years that we were together. I mean, various distances, you know, from LA to the Bay Area, from LA to Orange County, which felt like long distance because it was like two hours. It is. <laughs> it is. It's medium distance. And I took my learnings from that first relationship to be like, be present with who you're with. Like, even if you'd rather be with the person who's not there, like, when you're with them, make sure that you're really present with them. And so we didn't really text much back and forth. And so I would rather just, like, be present with who I'm with. And if it's somebody who, like, I really like and I want to connect more with them, there might be some of that. You know, if I see something, like, not not talking for the sake of it, but it's, like, if you see something that you want to connect with them over, yeah. reach out. But otherwise, like, hey, if, you, if we want to chat, let's make a time sooner rather than later do it in person got it okay i don't love it i don't (laughs) love the texting i think after the first date i'll text or i'm open to texting or like the next day just to like kind of recap like oh that was fun that's like the pleasantries kind of yeah but having a full conversation unless it's getting ready and planning for the next date it kind of just feels like we're talking for the sake of trying to be on the other person's mind without really having anything to say This is really interesting because even for you who wants a relationship, you're not really into texting like during throughout the day, like back and forth. A lot of people have told me like, like the other person's not really answering and like if they're into me, aren't we supposed to be talking all the time? Hmm. That can be very different for a lot of people, right? Like some people prefer that over the phone or FaceTime or texting or social media. I mean, I think it's important to like, kind of talk about those things like what your preferred methods and frequency of communication is because people often do misconstrue or read too far into things or things that are said or not said or how long in between saying something and that's the whole drama I don't want any part of that's why I'm like if you have something let's just get on the phone you can call me and talk for five minutes rather than texting essays back and forth I'll just say that you know a good connection is about quality not quantity in my opinion so you know it's like we can be like really great but that doesn't necessitate that we need to be in constant communication so not communicating every second of the day doesn't mean that the other person does not not like you like they can still like you not at all don't you don't you want to be with someone who's got a life a lot of things (laughs) going on they're focused on themselves they're focused on their work they're focused on the other people who they love because if you're gonna be like close in their life like you want them to have other friendships that you're able to share with them that's true so okay guy number one you're not not telling someone that you don't want a relationship up front but what about both of you like are you saying what you want early on or when are you kind of like sharing uh I'm 32 now, so I'm generally pretty direct about what I want. It's my theme here, I guess. I'm pretty, pretty open about where I'm at, what I'm looking for, what I won't stand for. 
and like also like what I'm able to give and what I'm not uh, and let that person make their own decision generally so I say that yes I want a wife I want the kids and the whole picture the whole dream but like you can't force that so it's gonna take me a lot of time to figure out if this is something you you know with this person something that can go there but so I'm not gonna jump into anything or force anything but of course I do want that but how early are you like sharing that i'll share that on the first date like, i mean if, it, if the conversation comes up it's not like hey nice to meet you I'm looking yeah. for a wife. <laughs> but like if it if it at all comes up that's exactly what i would say and i would also want to know where they're at and what they're able to give or not give and make sure that aligns okay yeah so i mean in, in my situation you know being in a committed relationship being poly that is just like a non-negotiable i need to put that up right up front if something's like going in a direction with someone where we're flirting like i don't want to show up to a date with someone and have to drop that bomb on them that's not fair at all so that's definitely something that i make sure you know like on my like dating app profiles like i'm very clear about you know, I used to be like, oh, I'll like, you know, fit it into the conversation, but that wasn't working. It's so on now there. It's right up there. What does it say? Or it says it that up? I'm poly and, okay. and have a partner, but I'm open to possibilities. And that's really what I view it as. Like, if somebody were to ask me, what are you looking for with this, which people do, I don't have a short answer for that yeah. because I'm just like, I love connecting with people and I'm in a space where I'm free to like go as deep with someone as makes sense so you know a lot of people could think that it's like just about like short-term things for me but honestly like I would get the most out of it if I really connected a deep a deep bond with someone and so that's almost like what I'm hoping for but I'm not pushing for it yeah and you know if if we have a good time along the way and it doesn't turn out that it's going to be a long-term thing like then that's totally fine too. And, and um, you know, I just want to make sure that I don't, I can't lead someone down the wrong path with it because that wouldn't be fair to them. Are you bringing person that you're dating around your friends? Yeah, in a little bit of time, not like second, third date, but maybe after that, maybe fourth, fifth. Uh, I think it's actually, I mean, it's important to me that I can hang out with this person and my friends together. You know, I don't want to have to choose. I've been in situations like that where it didn't go well hanging out with the girl and friends together. So uh, now that's like a non-negotiable. Like I got to be able to hang out with my friends and my partner together. And then both sides genuinely like each other. If one side has to fake it, like it's not going to work out long term. Does it mean something also if you're bringing that person around your friends? Or is yeah, it, it does to me. Um, okay. It means they're more more than nothing. It doesn't mean that they're like gonna be wifey, but yeah. like it, it means <laughs> it means that it's going somewhere. This is somebody I care about. Somebody I want all y'all's opinions on. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, no, I'm not really <laughs> bringing any dates around friends. Yeah. And I think I, I like ever. Like, when do you, is there a point? It would have to be, like, very comfortable. And like, I, serious. Like, almost serious, yeah. And I think that's the idea. Like, I ideally, it's a, I feel so comfortable with you, and now I'm ready to bring you. In a way, my friends kind of feel like the bringing to the family. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because that's how me and my friends, are, like, are my main friend group operate. But it does feel like a big step to bring someone in. Okay. And maybe I think that because of some of my friends in their past relationships and that step and what that meant. 
So maybe I'm in my, I'm in my head about it. It could be like an environmental thing, like yeah. your friend group specifically. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay. But also like for you personally. For me, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> Even if it's not like for you, is it? does that mean something? Yeah, I mean, I guess that it, that it demonstrates a level of comfort with the person where I'm able to be around them and not have to kind of like be f- fully focusing on them like 100% of the time, which th- that's not a bad thing. Like that's just like a level of comfort. Yeah. Like and when I'm with my friends, like I want to be with them, you know, and, you know, able to go like on a little side quest with someone and like For know sure. that you're going to be comfortable and not like questioning what's going on I feel like that's kind of important for me just in like a relationship in general like I feel like I don't want to have to like bring someone to a party and feel like they need to be with me yeah like they can't go and mingle by themselves yeah but okay so like would you even bring a casual person I think that I would okay um I'm just going to be more focused on them throughout if if i'm more casual with them it kind of almost like uh reverse yeah it's kind of counterintuitive but it's like if it's someone who i'm more casual with like i'll probably and i'm interested in them you know and like yeah then i'm not gonna want to like make them feel neglected whereas like when we're really comfortable with each other then you know i'm not neglecting you like not worried i'm comfortable around you to like fully interact with my friends how i normally do but if i still don't have that level of comfort you just don't know how your actions could rub someone the wrong way. And so I'm just going to be more attentive and like be around my friends, but not be with them in the same way that I would otherwise. Mm. You were going to say something, right? Oh, no. Oh, you weren't. I had a question okay. for him. Oh, guy number one. <laughs> for guy number one, has your friend's opinion ever changed your opinion of a partner? Because it intrigues me. Like you wait a while to bring them around and you've built this person up in your head, right? Like. You think there's something, and then maybe you meet they meet your friends, and that doesn't go well. Like, has that ever happened or changed your opinion? Well, sometimes I have thought about what my friends would think, like how they how they would interact, whether they would like mesh well or whether they wouldn't. And I think maybe it's something of me, like I'm getting in the way of that ever going well because I'm not really allowing it. But maybe it's like a comfort and like security thing for me too that like. I'm still on that path before feeling like one or two dates in. Sure, come along. I don't know. I get that. Okay, if there's like an orange flag, let's say someone's like a little too clingy, but you like them, are you kind of like having a conversation with them about it? Or are you kind of like, uh, actually, they're probably like not the one. Or like, I'm going to let this go. Yeah, I guess for me, you know, I'm looking for like a deep connection with somebody new, like, you know, open to wherever that leaves. But kind of like the one thing that's somewhat off the table is this person being the one. Yeah. So it all come. I'm not, especially in my situation, like I'm not going to try to change someone. Yeah. You know, so I'll probably just like, you know, see if that's. If it's going to be too much for me and if I'm not enjoying my time with them, then cut it. And if not, and they have this thing that like, you know, I might not want in a person who's the one for me. Well, they're not going to be that person. So like if I if I can tolerate it and have a good time still, then I'm not going to really trip about it. Totally. But you're not going to have like the tougher, uncomfortable conversation with them. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not important for me. Yeah, exactly. 
I think it depends what the orange flag is and also how much you care about that person. If it's somebody that you don't really care that much about, but you want to just keep maybe having sex with, right? Maybe you will just swallow that, tolerate those things and not say anything. But for me, if it's somebody that I do think I maybe want a relationship with and this orange flag is not that big of a violation, you know, to me, I will have a conversation about it and probably try and do the compliment sandwich or something, you know, <laughs> try and lessen the blow of it. Like, hey, you know, I really like you. I like where this is going, what you said, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> there's this thing, could you not do that? Whatever it is, you know. Yeah, just make it a conversation, not an attack. Yeah, right. for sure. And we all love growth, you know. It's like I Most have a, of us. I, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, all, all, hopefully if you're listening to this podcast. Hopefully the listeners. <laughs> we all love growth. So, um, you know, it's like I sometimes have a hard time in the moment, like taking negative feedback, but then I'm so grateful for whoever, you know, has the gumption to give it to me. You listen, essentially. You're like, I don't like it in the moment, but you listen and you reflect. Yeah. And the reflection like, of like, oh, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh shit, I've been doing this thing that is like, you know, the people who are around me aren't loving and now I got to deal with that. But you know, that those are people who, you know, it's like my best friends are the ones who are the most comfortable with course correcting me. And so, yeah. So like if someone in good faith is like giving you feedback like that, they're actually doing you a really solid favor. A hundred percent. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like there's a reason it's an orange flag. If it's a red flag, like that's a yay or nay decision. And if you decide yay, then like that's your path. (laughs) But I think with orange flags, it's make note of this. And I think sometimes with orange flags, I've noted them. And then once the orange flags like keep adding, I think that's when it started to go red flag to me. Just like as a whole. Mm, Okay. I have one more thought. I just realized most people probably don't even know that they're doing this thing. Right. That this orange flag to you. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like you do kind of owe them a conversation at least to at least let them know that they're doing it or make sure that they know. And then you see if they know that it bothers you and then they still do it or if they listened and can actually take feedback well. So it's a good test. For sure. But it's like you would only kind of make that effort if you're more so interested in wanting something more. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And you're just kind of like letting it. You're you're seeing. Just, yeah, taking note. Taking taking note. Yeah, for better or for worse. <laughs> like, if they keep doing it, then they're cut. <laughs> I've read this multiple times and heard it multiple times. There's no like scientific fact, but it said that after three months of a guy dating a person, they kind of know if they want a relationship or something more, like something more serious with them. What are your thoughts on that? I think three months is a good amount of time. I mean, it's a whole season, you know? (laughs) So you get to see what, you get to learn what they, like who they are, what their life is like in three months. I think that's a, generally a good a good enough amount of time mm-hmm. to make an assessment of whether you would want to go more or not so have you dated somebody like longer than three or have you that's kind of where i stopped <laughs> yeah okay so you're like actually i don't really want to continue right you know when i've had a relationship that's worked really well i knew before three months you know 
like <coughs> like it was like it's like a I honestly think that it will take me less time than that. If you're like really like putting in time together, mm. then I just think that there's kind of like a spirits thing, you know, like that you like connect with someone and it's not, you know, it's not even explainable. So I find that it's like you kind of get that vibe sooner, but I guess then there are all of like the practical realities, especially as like an adult and you're living your lives and working your jobs and like in your space. So I guess maybe you need that time to kind of like really like see the whole picture. Like think about the logistics and not just your emotions. Not just like we really connect, but yeah. like is this actually going to work, you know? Yeah. But I could, I could see that. I think three months is enough time to then know that you don't want to date somebody any longer. I mean, it should happen sooner, but I don't think that's necessarily enough time to know if you want to like spend the rest of your life with somebody. Um, so again, I think it depends like what stage of life you're in and what you're looking for. And you know, you you could know that you want to date somebody for a while longer and see where it goes. But like for me, again, I got I'm looking for. The, the one, and right? Uh, that takes a lot longer than I think three months to find out. Guy number two, would you say that your main partner that you're with right now is the one? Yes, I would. Okay. Very much so. When did you kind of know? <sighs> I mean, it, it's a little bit... It's a little bit hard to say because there was like a pretty instant... You know, we met at working at summer camp and she had moved into my cabin within us with with us dating for like a couple weeks, you know, like things like move quicker up there because you're all living together. But yeah, like, I just remember and she remembers too, like us like being there and like me talking about like, I see a future for us like really early on. And she was taken aback by it. I was taken aback by it. It was just kind of like like a, like a forever future. I left it, I left it pretty vague at the time, but like I was getting crazy thoughts that have weirdly been validated. Like we've kind of, it feels like we've known for like the longest time and that's how we were able to sustain being long distance for so long, moving in together when lockdown happened and she moved out of LA and came up to the Bay Area and it's like, well, we're living together now and... We didn't really like miss a beat really with that. Like it was really smooth. That's kind of what got us to like do all the long distance and go through all of the things that we did was because there was just kind of this weird innate feeling like right from the jump that there was something incredibly special here. If you are enjoying a person, like maybe you like hooking up with them, but you don't really see a relationship with them. How are you treating them versus, like, somebody that you do see a relationship with? What are the differences? (laughs) That definitely plays into the amount of time and effort you put into it. If you see a relationship, if I see a relationship with this person, I'm going to put more time and effort and money into that. If it's someone I'm just hooking up with and don't see a relationship with, it's a lot less effort. It's like, maybe just come over and just watch a movie, Netflix and chill, right? Like these things that don't require much effort. I 
feel like for me it's not extremely different i think it's extremely di like in my head it's different but how i'm acting isn't extremely different because of the i don't want to be too like thirsty too eager too much to like i don't know maybe like scare them away i don't know but i never really thought about that before i think yeah either way i think i just am on the more conservative side of not demonstrating too much excitement and too much eagerness in yeah in general so you really like them or pretty much <laughs> yeah it's in my head interesting <laughs> so even if you really like someone you're not really like trying to show so much why is it because you're just not really looking for a relationship right now so it's i don't like, know that's a good question i'll think about that tonight about that <laughs> yeah talk about it on thursday <laughs> do you have anything to say yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's best when both people can really like live their truth, you know, and like like I wish that one didn't have to play it cool if you were really into the other person and you can see like, okay, like am I like acting affectionately? Are they acting affectionately? Like it lines up. That's, you know, a good thing. It, are they acting really affectionately and reaching out a bunch and for me I'd rather be doing something that's more intermittent or infrequent and you know you kind of sense that skew and how you both want it and then you're like okay i think that we need to figure something out and if you are fine with something intermittent and it seems like they're fine with that as well then kind of go forward with that so it's definitely best when everyone can like live their truth and like put forward how they actually feel but as we've all said it's kind of sometimes difficult to do that and you know you don't want to scare somebody off and maybe they might get to the place where they're really into it but you don't want to like get in the way of them developing towards that okay so let's say y'all are dating someone like almost three months in. it's like two and a half months <laughs> what type of dates are we planning i mean my my favorite thing to do is like you know, I really love live music, and so I would love to be going to shows with someone. It doesn't even need to be two and a half months in, you know? Yeah. If That's why I want to, like, I wouldn't do that in a first date situation. However, like, enticed by that opportunity it might be, because it's like you want that comfort with someone and you're not going to be talking too much. Um, I mean, I definitely, like, have, like... A dream in my mind of like going to a festival with someone who I've like met and like to do that so maybe that would be like a few months in if it's really going yeah. well and we're really comfortable you know going to like a camping festival preferably so we could like get some time in nature as well and not just be like grooving the whole time but you know that's kind of that's my favorite like genre of date but then also like hey if we're a few months in like Maybe going up and down or down the coast and like going to like a cute place. If you want something that's slower and quieter, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, Big Sur or Bodega Bay. Wow. Uh, I think two and a half months in, I'd love to start doing some more activity type dates. So yes, live shows, comedy shows, sports games, generally something you got to buy a ticket to. Uh, even going to a movie together is fun. Doing some sort of class maybe is fun together. That could even be like a workout class, yoga class, whatever, an art class, a wine and sip thing. All that stuff is fun, not just you know the restaurant or bar move anymore. And uh, at that point, I also might bring them involved with friends. Like, hey, if I'm going to be going out with my friends on Friday night, come with. Come to the pregame, meet everybody, and let's go out together, see how that goes. Like, That's when that would start happening for me. Okay. Kind of just depends, because I, I have done first date concerts, because I had an extra ticket, and we were chatting, and 
Yeah. It's funny because I feel like those have been the better dates. But I think it's also because I feel different at a concert. Like, I feel like music, live music and a couple of drinks. Like, I feel amazing. Loose. Yeah. Kind of like what we were talking about in there. Like, mm-hmm. music festival. Like, being mm-hmm. on some shrooms. Like, it feels... Yeah. <laughs> it's a different environment than just being at a bar talking about like asking about their lives like learning about them yeah. and for some reasons sometimes those have been more fun so are you putting in more effort yeah i guess yeah that was a question or kind of i like think it kind of just depends on where i'm at with the person yeah and where i'm at with myself of like i should try something like let's do something new but in general when when you mentioned ticketed events i think that's kind of like a good sign of like intention i'm being intentional we're being intentional Mm. of okay like this is locked in we're gonna go do it yeah okay okay cool last question how often are you trying to see your date in what stage? Like how um, often are you seeing each other already? If you are just like, I think in general, or maybe like give a normal timeline. Give me mine, I guess. Uh, early on, like just meeting the first few dates, like I think you should try and stay once a week. If you go a couple weeks without Not seeing... Oh yeah, I, I'm trying to make something happen like once a week okay. in those early stages. Because then if you go a couple weeks without seeing each other these days on the apps, I feel like everybody's got a million options and you might forget and then you lose the momentum and it goes to the wayside. After that, after you've got, maybe after you've had sex and they slept over, you slept over their place, you know, then it's like, okay, we can hang out a couple of two, three, maybe three times a week and, you know, get hopefully one of those is not just you two together, I think you and with their friends or with your friends but once or twice a week alone is good and then once you're like exclusively dating and you know then you're probably gonna be sleeping over three four times a week i think maybe more probably spend the whole weekend friday saturday and sunday together at that point you know so it, it progresses for me over time and you don't want to go like too often right out of the gate because i mean then you could fail fast but i mean yeah i'm generally a slow progression like that I think once a week is ideal. I have a date tomorrow that's been like two weeks. Okay. Because um, I've been gone. Yeah. So. And I think the like top of mind, like momentum. keep it. Yeah, it really is momentum. No, yeah. for sure. So I, I would say between one, one, one to two weeks after. But then I feel like I've never, I, well, I've never had a serious relationships. So I've never gotten like closer than like twice a week i've never done more and i haven't had a problem with that because like i also need my alone time like yeah and my friend time like i feel like there's a lot to be juggling that like three or four days a week to me doesn't sound realistic with the way my life looks so like things would have to shift priorities would have to shift yeah yeah i mean (laughs) for me i would i would think it's situationally dependent you know i have someone who i'm seeing five to seven nights a week oh (laughs) Who I live with. Yeah. <laughs> so so then it's really just, you know, are we having fun? And, you know, do we have things that we want to be doing? And I think that you know, once per week is totally fine. I do notice it's like, okay, like I got to make sure that I like, you know, 
nurture these relationships and don't just like don't just call upon them when it works for me necessarily like actually like try to like read the room make sure that someone doesn't feel neglected and I think that to do that, yeah, like once every week or two, you kind of want to be doing that. If you go longer periods than two weeks, then maybe it might be like, okay, what's going on here? And then like once things are going well, you know, two plus times per week, if you like are really excited to see each other and have things to do. Wonderful. Is there anything that any of y'all want to say before we close out? Yeah, I just, I just like you know got profiles on all these apps for the first time like last year and i gotta say i don't know how y'all have been doing it for all these years <laughs> what? i mean i just i don't know like the apps they're kind of a mind fuck like like going through all of that it's a it's a waste of time like swiping yeah and then it's like you like do this weird game where it's like like am i like interested to be in you know whatever who knows with this person who i have like nothing to go off of and you have to do that like 50 times in a row <laughs> and then you're out of likes and you're like good thank god i'm done for the night i've put in my time now someone might have matched with me and yeah i've been in a relationship since prior to those so i went all these years with never having with never having an account i mean i'm sure that it's probably like you know different if you are like monogamous on them because like 98 percent, if not more even in san francisco people are but it's just such a weird thing it can be really exciting and obviously with with dating in general and with this it's like you only need one good experience to kind of like justify like a lot that you're going through but then you like will have like days where it's just you know it's like the new doom scroll except that it makes you feel emotionally in a different way that <laughs> except it's your love <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah you know prop props to y'all it's so true it's such there's so much good but also so much bad that comes with the modern dating you know on these apps i mean you have more access to anybody than ever but then again, you also have more access than anybody, right? That's the good and the bad. And my PSA, my closing statement is like to all women, like, I don't understand this. I'm like, I'm very direct. I've been saying that over and over. Like, I'm just like to the point. If I if I liked you, it's because I want to go out with you. We matched. I'm like one, two messages. Here's my number. Let's go out. And some women on there want to have a pen pal or something. I, I don't know. They like go for days texting you back story. I'm like, are we going out or not? Like, uh, <laughs> I think it's a vibe check it. though. It, like the yeah. the back and forth is a vibe check of like can they like list like can they read a story and like be engaged? A texting story? I, I guess I can't. I'm like I'd, tell me a story in person. Let's get a drink. <laughs> no, I mean I understand, but I, feel I like know I just don't get that though. That's what I was saying though about how some people think that texting back and forth like having a conversation means that there's a connection and that you like each other i don't know if it's it's necessarily a connection but like an openness and a willingness to listen to like yeah Mm. somebody could be an amazing texter but be terrible in person so again you've spent all this time texting back and forth you think they're all great and you build them up in your head and then you meet in person, you realize pretty quickly they're not there. I'm like, let's just meet in person and fail fast. You know, that's why I'm like, I don't wait six months to bring them to my friends. I'm like, I'm trying to fail fast. And like, I know within minutes of me sitting across from somebody, whether wow. whether there's something there or not. Wow. That's you're like, my, you're like, that's shit, my, the appetizers haven't even come yet. I'm ready to like, go. You don't think so? How long does it take you to feel like, whether it's a no or... 
But yes. I'll give it the first full day. And like, I remember. You don't make up your mind until the the check comes to the very end? uh, No, like even after sometimes. You feel that spark, like that something in the first few minutes or not? Yes. So that's. But then, okay, but I also read like a New York Times opinion piece of like women tell other women to like give it a chance like just give give it a couple of dates in case something grows and builds and i don't think it works like men aren't primarily thinking in that space i i don't know that's true i feel like i've definitely especially like with my friends that are have serious relationships now they're like giving me advice they're like if that guy doesn't knock your socks off on the first date like give him another chance like i jackie gave me a rule and she was like you have to go on at least three dates that's with the guy. literally what i read on the she new york times opinion made, piece she was like marks you have to go on at least three dates because sometimes i apparently i judge too quickly or just like cut things off too soon but it but maybe you just know what you want i don't think but minutes i think in minutes in minutes you know if there's an attraction Right, and I think you need an attraction right. to build off of anything off of. Yeah. So I'd rather find that out real fast, you know, because also the sorcery on the apps, the editing and filtering. I don't know That's what true. these women do on these apps, but you, you don't always get sorcery. in person. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know any editing. And there's so much more to a connection than an attraction. That's as well true. that's true and and it's like the date the dating app seems so much more of like okay like hot or not which is terrible but yeah. it's like what you know true. you know i'm trying to think of you know one of those one of those prompts but it's like you know two truths and a lie like i'm not gonna fall in love with you off your two truths and a yeah. lie you know what i'm saying it, but also just because someone has like good photos like sometimes if someone's photos look too good you're like hmm yeah you're like yeah. you're trying too hard like so you're putting too much effort yeah if someone's cool. out there like wearing like a puffer jacket and looking super cute i'm like okay this is interesting like <laughs> like because you it's like the effortlessness it's, you know that's the word that effortless um, what was I gonna say? I was just gonna tell a story of my friend went on a uh, like was gonna meet up with someone on a Tinder date and he saw her in person and he literally did not go up to her because he's like I was like bamboozled from the photos not and the same to literally not the same person. Yeah, like catfish. Basically, and so he walked he away. Her. He saw her, recognized her, and was like, "That is not it," oh, wow. and literally <laughs> left. So. Just throwing that out. <laughs> yeah. You, when you're making this profile, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. Right. So that when they see you, they're disappointed. Like, you could still be really cute, but if you mislead them into thinking that you're something that you're not, then whenever for you sure. do meet up in person, which is what, theoretically, this is all about, except for, like, the three pen palers who are out there, <laughs> then... <laughs> You want the date to start <laughs> off well by them not being feeling duped. Interesting. I'm so curious to know what the intention is behind the pen palers before the first date. If that's you, let us know. <laughs> yeah, write in. We know that you love to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guy number one. Two and three for your services. (laughs) Thanks, Mark.
the not anonymous marks. <laughs> if you liked this episode, let me know. If you are curious to hear more about somebody who wants a relationship or somebody who doesn't and somebody who's in between, let me know if you want another episode. All right. Have a great rest of your day and I love you. Bye. Ding. All right. I got Thank you so much for listening to Feelings State of Mind. Any and all feedback is welcome. Feel free to email me at feelings.stateofmind at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at feelings.stateofmind. While you're at it, follow the pod on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode, share this episode on your socials or with someone who you think would benefit from listening to that episode. If you'd like to donate to support the pod, you can click on the link at the bottom of the show description. If you're loving Feeling State of Mind podcast, please rate, review, and click the follow button wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for all your support, lovers, and remember, it's cool to feel.